Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Welcome, persisters and brothers. Today, I am elated to introduce to you Kay Sutha. Kay is from the United Kingdom right now, but she has a fantastic story that leads her from one journey in a career to another that is transforming lives. She has a thriving business, and I'm going to give her the opportunity to talk about it as we speak. Of course, we'll have time for question and answer, and I'll give you the links so that you can contact Kay yourself toward the end. Thank you so much, Kay, for being here. I loved speaking with you today and before. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you, Elizabeth, for giving me the opportunity to be able to share this with your audience. I am so glad that you are. And tell us exactly where you are in the United Kingdom. Oh, I'm in London. Good old oh, wonderful. London. <laughs> you know, end of London. Um, I've you know, born and brought up in London. So I am totally a Londoner through and through. Oh my goodness. So lovely. And by the way, it's 8 a.m. here. What time is it there? Just out of curiosity. It's 5 p.m. Okay, perfect. Oh my goodness. Well, I was so struck by your story as we spoke earlier, um, the first time we spoke. And do tell us a little bit about how you ended up being the person that you are today and some of the some of the ways in which you had to persevere oh my goodness where do I start there's been so many ups and downs right (laughs) but I mean the ups and downs is what made me the person I am today right it builds thick skin and so when I actually started you know going through this journey of trying to figure out what I wanted to do so in my 20s um even younger I did not know what I wanted to be when I grew up no idea people used to ask them what do you want to be when you grow up I turned around and said to them, rich. I want to be rich when I grow up, right? Good answer. Good answer. How I'm going to get there. Don't know. Didn't have none of the details, right? And so most of my 20s, I went from job to job to job to job to job. And what's crazy is that every single one of them was different to the other, right? No relationship, nothing linking them except you being in it. (laughs) Right, exactly. And so I like went from being a hairdresser to doing sign language for young youths to then being an MMA fighter to then going into being a police officer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it. The diversity. Right. So it was completely different. And I think that's what I liked. I'm one of those people that once I know how to do something, okay, what's next? I'm bored. I know how to do this challenge me, someone, right? right? And so I think that's why I moved so drastically in my career doing different things. And it was a challenge that I was looking for. Right. And it was when I got into policing and I started learning a lot of things there. And you know what, as a police officer, you actually get to experience, see, hear for yourself that most people only see on TV. Right. And you're around negativity constantly, right? Nothing about that role is positive. (laughs) 
Right. I didn't realize how much of a toll it was taking on my mental state, emotional state, and physical state. And what's really funny is that I never thought I would get into the police again. I wasn't like, oh my God, yeah, when I'm older, I want to be a police officer. This happened completely by accident. I applied as a police officer as a complete joke. Never thought I would even get in. You did it. I know. <laughs> Which is so funny. It was, I could not believe it, right? And on top of that, I'm actually four foot 11. Oh my. Right? Like my uniform has to be custom made. Oh my goodness. My Met vest, they were like, we don't have a Met vest small enough to fit you. Right? Is that the bulletproof vest or what is a Met vest? A Met vest is not bulletproof. It's meant to be somewhat stab proof. Okay, great. um, In the UK, police officers don't, we don't have guns. Guns are illegal in the country. Okay. Right? So we have a lot of knife crime instead. However, if you had a crocodile Dundee knife coming at you, that Met vest is not going to protect you, right? (laughs) (laughs) It was somewhat of a protection to normal knives. Um, And so they had to custom make this Met vest and they had to do something so different because all the pockets and the badge and everything, because it was so tiny, didn't fit. Right, I had literally I had no space to put my name badge on. Right, <laughs> it's wonderful. Right, it was crazy. But I was doing this for six and a half years, so wow. for a long time. And um, you get to because it's all negative, and I appreciate going through this journey because once I left, it made me appreciate the good even more. Right. Right. And so I actually had to leave because of a health problem. One day I remember waking up, um, jumped into the shower. And as soon as the hot water hit my skin, it just started burning. I was like on fire. So I jumped out, went in front of the mirror to find out what was going on and found out my entire body came out in a rash. Oh, wow. So I then, you know, went to the hospital, had all these tests done to find out what the hell is going on with me, what is going on, right? Because I went to sleep the night before perfectly fine. And so as I waited in the consultation room for my doctor to come in to give me the results, he turned around and said to me, oh, my God, you are lucky you got here when you did. So I was like, well, what do you mean? What's going on? What's happening? And he goes, if you didn't get here when you did, your throat would have closed up. Oh, wow. So at that point, I was like, holy crap, what if my throat closed up while I was asleep? I would never have woken up the next morning. And right. so I continued asking him, how did this happen? What is this? And he told me that this particular form of rash is brought on by being overly stressed. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I mean, they do say stress is a silent killer, right? Right. Proof in the pudding, really. And... um. And so I was like, oh, my goodness, I need to do something about this because this is my life that's on the line now. And so at that moment, I decided that I need to quit my job. Don't know what I'm going to do next, what my plan B is. Um, And I was like, well, I can't be doing this. I'll have to figure it out. So I quit my police officer role. And at that point, when I quit, I did what most people do. And I went, hmm, wouldn't it be nice to be my own boss and have my own business? (laughs) <laughs> right right Not knowing what I'll be doing in this business and that's when I kind of started my entrepreneurial journey okay 
But again, it took a lot to get there. And sure. now on a journey to find out what is actually my passion, right? Right. What do I want to do? How do I want to serve others? And so I started to kind of really investigate what the business world really looks like. And what's so funny, in college, I actually studied business. And what I found out is what you study um, in college is completely different to how real life business works. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> completely different. And in the corporate world, you have bosses, but in the business world, you have leaders. Okay. Right. Which was True. insightful for me. Right. And so I went from being a police officer to then working as a campaign manager for politics with Liberal Democrat. Okay. Right. And saw and found out that, in fact, there's more criminals in politics than there are in prisons. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Right. And then I was like, well, if policing, I ended up in hospital, then there's no way I'm going to survive in politics. Right. Right. (laughs) So I wasn't there for very long. And then I moved on. And what was really funny is that these opportunities started firing at me in different directions the minute I quit my job as a police role. And I was like, hang on a minute. Why didn't no one tell me this years ago that all I needed to do was quit my job? Right? Right. But then, you know, there's a there's a time for everything. And I guess I had to learn a few things and a few lessons to get to the point where I was then ready for the next stage. Okay. And that's the way I saw it reflecting back. At the time when you're going through it, you never realize it. It's not until years later that you're like, oh, that's why that happened to me. Right. And so as I was now going through this journey of learning about business, I was then, you know, offered a role, which is crazy, that they wanted me to head up the events section in their company. They're just starting this up. They're going to go international. And they're like, we would love for you to head it up. You're the first person we're hiring. So I'm like, great. And I found out that the business or the events were actually around business, right? Teaching people how to, you know, how to start a business online, what marketing was about, what sales was about. So all of a sudden, I've immersed myself around people, around business entrepreneurs, right? And now being a sponge and soaking it all up. Beautiful. Right. And so now I'm around the right environment. And now I'm seeing these gurus, experts, entrepreneurs on stage, teaching people different aspects of business. And eventually what happened is from being in events, I then became event manager. I then started doing sales back of the room. And then became, you know, the number one salesperson in the company. Great. And the only reason that happened was I didn't go in there with any expectations at all. I went there in blank canvas. Nothing to compare it to. Again, this was something I've never done before, right? Just like all my other careers, I didn't have no qualifications. I had no experience. Someone took a chance on me. Right. Fantastic. I I absorbed, I asked questions and I learned how to structure events, do sales, learn business and all of that good stuff. And one of the things my I remember my supervisor asked me, he goes to me, How do you do it? So I got some do what? 
I was like, how do you become, from being a police officer, become the number one salesperson? And he goes, there's people that have been doing this for 20 years plus, right? And they're still not the number one salesperson. They're still not great at events. And I said to them, it's because they've let their ego get in the way. They're comparing it to all these other things that they've seen, done, what their friends, family, whatever it is has told them, right? I've come in with a complete blank canvas, not knowing about this industry or how business works, and be being willing to learn. Right. And he actually said to me, he goes, you're the only person on the team that asks me questions. I'm like, Wonderful. of course, because I don't know anything about this. I need to understand why do we do it X, Y, and Z and not ABC? Right. What's the difference, right? And so that's when I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. You need to be able to ask questions. You need to be able to learn from these experts. And so that was one of my biggest strengths. And so, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say I, that is such a very good point because I think for listeners as a takeaway, if we do come into a new position thinking we have the answers, I, I was an employer until I retired a few months ago, you know, someone who supervised and hired people. But when people came in telling you, oh, no, I've got this, I've got this experience. No, 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 I don't need. Right. That was always a devastating sign that oh, this is not going to go well, they're not open to learning. That's they're right. more concerned about how they look in the position and that everyone has the mistaken impression that they've got all the details covered. No one can have that, you know? Yes. And I think you bring up such a good point about going in, asking questions and literally being open and putting ego aside. That's right. Ego, ego can destroy everything. Never, ever, ever let your ego get in the way, okay, of learning. This is it is a learning journey that you're going through. You never stop learning in life. Don't let your ego get the better of you. And Thanks so well. what happened was um, I just end up all of a sudden progressing and progressing and progressing, learning about different aspects of business and was able to then also within a year of me being as a police officer, right, become an events manager, doing sales, right? And then also being able to write a book and publish it. Fabulous. And what was the book about? The book about, well, it was about the adversities I dealt with growing up, right? Beautiful. Everything that happened to me when I was younger, high school, college, friends, relationships, family, career, health, all of that stuff. Right. And then getting to the point where I was now. And now what was happening was, I'm now doing events all over the world. Fabulous. Internationally, guess what? It's, they're paying for my flights, they're paying for my hotels, they're paying for my food, my drink, and then also paying for my service. Like, it can't get any better than that. That is so fantastic. I was on a high in my career. I was at the peak. Now, we all know when that happens. <laughs> Oh my God, right? There's going to be a downhill somewhere because it's a bumpy journey. It right. doesn't stay high. It doesn't stay at the peak. And so I was then invited to go down to Costa Rica where the CEO opened up his resort there. Um, and you had clients going down there that, you know, bought his 60K packages. It was like a mastermind. It was a big deal. And he wanted me to go over there and support the team. And I'm like, great. 
meant to be over there two, three months, see how it goes. If I like it, I'll stay. If not, I'll leave, I'll go back. Um, I was there for three weeks. Okay. I was there for three weeks and the company shut down. <gasps> oh, no. So that means the weeks I was there for, I did not get paid. Lost $20,000 just like that. I was then evicted from my apartment because the company was paying for it. And now, then they got shut down. I had no food and water. Right. And now all of a sudden, just a click of a finger, I've been made homeless in a foreign country and I don't speak the language. Oh, my goodness. So I was like, what the hell am I going to do now? Right. My right. My flight wasn't booked until three months down the line. So what am I going to do? And so my my friends that was with me at the time on the team, they were pulling out their hair, like, you know, stressing out, crying. Can't believe this happened to us. And no word of a lie, I was there and I was laughing. I could not help but just laugh at the situation, right? And the reason for that was because I was like, hold on a second. When you think about the Les Browns of the world, the Tony Robbins of the world, at one point, all of them were homeless. And now they're multimillionaires. So to me, I was like, holy crap, I'm going to be a millionaire now, right? Because in order to be a millionaire, you had to be homeless at one point in your life, <laughs> right? So I looked at it in a different perspective. Right. And you're youthful at this point. You're like really young, got, having gone through so many different things. And it just, you have that buoyancy about like, I know this is going to turn out well. So then what happened? And so what I decided to do, I was like, hmm, I got to now be able to meet at least my basic needs. I need food, I need water, I need shelter. How am I going to make this situation work for me? And so where you, I find that where people are just stressed out, frustrated, all of a sudden your vision becomes blurred. You can't think logically because you're just full of all this emotion. Right. And so because I wasn't, I realized I was able to think outside the box, get creative to make this situation work for me. And what I decided to do is because this resort was a separate entity to his main business it was still open it didn't get shut down however now they had no clients to actually fill the rooms pay for it and they still had bills coming in correct so that okay i'm in a sticky situation the resort managers in a sticky situation what do i do so i went in then i said listen i know how to do marketing i know how to bring leads in i know how to do sales I will help you bring people in so you can get the money and pay the bills because having a resort is not cheap. But I, in return, I need you to give me food, water, and shelter. Now, because they know that if they hired anyone else to do this, it costs them thousands of dollars, and all I needed was food, um, food, room, and water, they jumped on it. Good. Right? Because what people need to realize, in order to help yourself, you need to help others. That's how business works. Right. And so I wasn't just helping myself, but I was helping myself by helping somebody else. And so I was able to do this for a little while until I raised funds, raised money, so then I can change my flight and then head back home. Oh, nice. Good. Right. But it when you're in that situation, it 
forces you to think outside the box. You have to. In okay. business, it's a necessity. You're going to have so many things coming at you that you're not expecting and you've got to be able to work with it. I mean, the biggest thing that everyone's been struggling with right now is a pandemic. Right. How many businesses have shut down because they've not been able to adapt? And we need to learn that we need to adapt to the world because the world will not adapt to us. And that is a very good lesson about adaptation. That's a very good point. Yeah, definitely. And also what I've realized is there's so many different businesses that have they've had to shut down. They've had to shut down because they have not been able to change or pivot. Right. Right. Now, if you're going to be stuck in the same habits you were doing 10, 15, 20 years ago, guess what? The world has now completely changed to that and it's not going to work now. Right. And those businesses that haven't been able to pivot, that have had to shut down. Correct. So therefore, creativity, um, having a different perspective, thinking outside the box as a business owner, as an entrepreneur is so vital. Otherwise, you will not be able to survive. You bring up such an interesting point about survival and adaptation. And some people, of course, have very niched businesses. They couldn't possibly have foreseen the pandemic. And it is exceptionally tragic that not everyone was able to reinvent themselves quickly or be able to survive this. But what looking forward, what are some qualities? What are some things that would help? Maybe three things that would help people as they're seeing doom coming their way, just like you did in Costa Rica, you know, the business is closing, that amazing deal that you thought was definite was not definite. Mm -hmm. You know, what are some, a few tips that would help people pivot during times when the unthinkable happens? Okay. So what I have found is that when people have a business going and it's going really well, they're thriving, they continue to keep doing the same thing, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, I've built this business and it's got to a million. I'm doing so well, a freaking amazing. And they stop changing. They stop looking at change, right? Because what's worked for them now, they think it's going to continue working for them. And so what I want people to do is when they've got to a certain situation in business, don't just stop there. Look at how you can get better. What else is it that people need? Where's that starving crowd, right? Because as you progress, as the world changes, people change too. Things around you change. It's going to be the struggles and the frustrations that you're able to help with people now may be changing in the future. So don't just stop there because you feel like you found the, the golden pot, Right, right. working for the system works. Look at what else you can do. Where else do people need help? And it's always great. Always do your research. Continue to do your research because it's it's data. It's people analyzing that will help you to see where possibly the future is going in business. I love that. I love that. And also. Just on a personal level, I suppose, when you're feeling that amazing success and you're making the money and all of that, and then suddenly your spending changes and you assume, sadly, 
that it will always be this great. There is a personal nature too of like, hey, don't forget to set a little rainy day fund to the side. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, when you are in business and you are growing, the business isn't all, that's not all you're going to be doing. You are, or you should be investing in other things, right? Right. You want multiple streams of income. That's the art of being successful, not just having one income stream, but also remember that you can have one business and have multiple different income streams coming into that business. Okay. But being successful, being a, a business owner, an entrepreneur means investing in other things. You're going to have other interests. So for example, me, I have invested in gold and silver. I've invested into cryptocurrency, right? Right. There's so many different things that you can look into and invest in and let your money grow in that, right? Don't just stick to one income stream and think that that's it, you've made it. Because when something like this happens in a pandemic, it wasn't something that anyone ever saw coming, right? It completely destroy your business. Correct. Such a good point. Such a good point. Now, where can people learn more about the work that you do? Tell us a little bit about what you're doing at the moment and where people can connect with you and find you and hopefully find out about your book as well. So, okay, my business is actually called Uncensored Society. Okay. Um, the reason why I call call it that is because of the type of coaching that I bring. Okay. It's very raw, real and absolutely relentless, okay? Because you have to be in business. You've got to be relentless in achieving your dream. And so I'm not a type of coach that's going to pat you on the shoulder and tell you, oh, it's going to be okay, because it really isn't. Right, right? okay. We've got to all get off of our ass and do something about it if we want to see change in our lives. And so if people want to reach me, they can go onto my website, uncensoredsociety.com. And in fact, Elizabeth, will it be okay if I give your audience a free gift? Absolutely. And also I'll put in the show notes some of these links that we have for you too, but sure. Yeah, awesome. So if they go onto my website, you will see um, a little mini program on there. And what this actually does is helps you with time management. Because what I hear people saying is, oh my God, no, I've got kids. I can't do my business. I can't build a business. I can't scale up. I'm married. I've got a husband to look after. Oh, I'm trying to build a business while I have a full-time job. But when you actually break it down and look at your long-term goals, your short-term goals, and actually put pen to paper where you're actually putting most of your time, a lot of people have found that six hours on Netflix every day may not be very productive. Right. Right. (laughs) When building a business. But people don't realize that until they put pen to paper and they can see that they're actually just busy being busy and not being very productive. Good point. So These worksheets that I've created alongside with a video of me actually explaining how to use this, you'll be able to like knuckle down, crack down, find out where your habits are, where you need to change your habits, where you're spending your time and what's working for you, what isn't. Okay. I love it. Fantastic. Right. So tell us the website to get it at, you say? Um, they go to www.uncensoredsociety.com. Love it. Such a fun name. <laughs> I really have enjoyed having you here today, Kay. Thank you so much for this. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, tell a friend and go ahead and give us a review. 
I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.